here we are. Welcome to Dad Made. My name is Corey Miller, joined by Kyle Adams. Hello, Kyle. Hello. Dad Made is... I, 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 need, to, I need to have something written down. <laughs> the show for creative dads who want to do cool stuff and build thriving relationships with their families, right? Something like that? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that... I think it should, it'll just be new. Every single week, it'll just be like, this is, it's a new one. This is like a thing now. Just Corey makes up what we're about. <laughs> it, I, <laughs> I, I, it's fine. It's totally fine. I was going to say something to you, and then I was like, oh, no, I should record this. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Friday at the time of recording this. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow is like my, I'm spending my whole day, I'm giving myself one day to finish up our intro music. Uh, and I'm, I might have to restart it cause I don't know that I really liked what I had. And, um, but tomorrow it's like, I have one day. So whatever I have at the end of the day is what's going to be on all of these episodes. So I know in our, our first episode, I was like, ha ha, there's no music, but I'm probably going to put music on it. <laughs> so, and you have the fun. entire day. I do have the entire day. This is, it's one of the perks before we get into the show, Kyle and I both work at the same company at a company called ConvertKit. Um, and one of the perks that is included with that is every so often, every few months or so, um, depending on what's happening, uh, we do something as a company called Creator Friday. And Creator Friday is where everyone on the team, like our work is to participate in the creator sphere in some way, whether that is creating something or participating in something that some other person has created. Like um, maybe you are like me and you make a song. Maybe you go and um, go to a film festival and watch films that people have made, or maybe you go and support someone in a theater or maybe you sew a dress or like whatever. Like there's, we're all, you know, one of convert kids. I mean, our values is, is we exist to help creators earn a living. So we're all about creators. And this isn't an ad for convert kid. I'm just saying like why I'm doing the thing tomorrow. Um, uh, anyways, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. What are you doing tomorrow for creative? Sewing party? a dress. Are you sewing a dress? No. <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> been amazing, honestly. <laughs> I am going to do Crochet quite a, a few dress. things, but the main thing that I'm doing is writing some of my newsletters. Nice. Because unlike a lot of other things that I get ahead on, the newsletter is not one of them. Yeah, And I paid for that dearly this past weekend because I had a terrible cold. I felt awful. It was probably 10 or 11 at night. I still hadn't written my newsletter. Yeah, And it, went, it was supposed to go out at like 7 the next morning. So I stayed up late writing that. Felt terrible. I think it still went okay. But I don't like doing that because mm. I'd rather actually spend time making something a little better than what I made. So... I'm going to write a few up front and get ahead of myself. Mm. I think that'd be great. And do you, like when you write them, do you give yourself like a, an amount of time to work with? Or are you just like, I'm going to sit here and I'll see how long it takes? Or are you just like, I'm going to sit for 30 minutes and whatever I have, that's, that's done? You know, it'd be smart if I gave myself a time limit. <laughs> <laughs> it would but be. usually I just sit there and write and yeah, okay. make a thing happen. Uh, Might have to do that tomorrow yeah. if you're going to do it, if you want to get a bunch done. Yeah, I really should time myself a little bit. I usually write them pretty fast, actually. I've, okay. I've become pretty fast at writing, which is cool. Um, mostly because I have like frameworks and stuff that I 
work with. So I'm kind of prompting myself of like this, I should talk about this and then this mm. and then this. But um, yeah. Anyway. I feel like our first episode, we kind of talked about planning creative time, but we didn't really actually talk about planning the creativity in the planned creative time. <laughs> and so I just, that's why I was curious about it is, and actually this is all very relevant to our, our, our whole show just in general is not just like, Oh, we're doing this thing tomorrow, but it's, um, it's, you know, us making time to do the things that, that we, that we want to do (laughs) the creative things, the creative things we want to do, you know, like whether it's writing words or writing music. Um, I think, I think it's cool that we get the space that we have the space that we have a, we work for a company that gives us the space to do that. Um, yeah. Even if it's not like our, regular creative time that we're we said that we're probably in need of scheduling for ourselves yes uh yeah i need to have that scheduled time still (laughs) but yeah well this will be a this will be a great thing to check in then on next week this is something i've wanted us to talk about more on on a more recurring basis is ask like what are you doing to be creative right now and um and so i guess for me that's doing this this intro music which intro music is weird it's a tough thing because you can't just like go all nuts you, you've got like a 20 to 30 seconds worth of of music that you need to be a little memorable but also just kind of get to where you're going it can't be this overly complicated thing which i often overcomplicate things so yeah i don't know we'll see what happens but it should be fun it's gonna be good you've made you've made our intro music in the past and it was really good Oh, I appreciate that. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just take that, reverse it, and then put it on this one. <laughs> or just use the same one. Nobody will know. No one will know. No one will know. <laughs> Our first podcast has been wiped from the internet. So uh, that's true. I was looking around for some of those those files. I couldn't find it. Well, Kyle, you you messaged me today and you said, "Hey, here's something we could talk about." And it seems like this is kind of becoming the trend is about an hour and a half before we're set to record. We say, hey, what do you want to talk about? And then we sit down to record. Um, but I'd love for you to kind of give give a framework to this topic, this this concept. And um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on, uh, on, on the thing that you said. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. <laughs> um, so I was, my thought for today was how do you help your kids be more creative. So Kyle, how do you help your topic. kid be more creative? <laughs> You're not interviewing me, Corey. You always approach this like an interview. You're like, so Kyle, what's so your then. opinion? <laughs> Let me ask you that, Corey. How do you help your kids be more creative? Well, Do you intentionally do that ever? So, So both of my kids are... I don't want to use the term intrinsically creative because I think every child has a, a deep-rooted creativity of some kind. Um, but they both really love drawing. Um, they both really like to, um, I don't know, express themselves in different ways. Um, I think the thing that has been the more prevalent piece of that for me and for my wife is figuring out what that expression looks like for them as they as they get older you know maybe as as kids they're more into like scribbling and doodling and trying to to do more of those things um and then the older that they get like my youngest is is all about she's kind of like a world builder where she'll just like create these stories she comes down to me today and she goes 
I was, she was like, I was making movies with, you know, with my, um, with the things in my room that I was going to clean up, but then I didn't clean up because I was making movies with them. And she had this whole, like these scenarios built up where like markers were actors. And then we had this, this janky beaver toy that, that was like turned evil apparently in the story. <laughs> and wow. And, and the thing there, like, and, and my oldest is more like, she likes to see things on paper and that's where she expresses herself is, is drawing and art and paint and uh, like physical art, I should say. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, Melody likes to, she likes to put on plays and, and, and things like that. And so, so part of that over time, I think is really leaning into kind of like almost studying who they are and then um, asking them a lot of questions about what that is. And, and I think that when, when we, when we express interest, not even just saying like, Ooh, good job. Like, I think there's a place for that, but I'm more interested in asking what they like about it, why they did things the way that they did. Um, you know, not just being like, Oh, this is a really cool drawing or whatever. So, so that's a piece of it is learning is learning like in what ways to encourage or, or have there be space for that creativity. Um, and then making a space for it. So we, for a really long time, we just would buy um, stacks of, you know, like a leaf, leaves, not what are they called? Like stacks of paper. What do you call it when you just get like a stack of paper? What's that called? Like a bind? A ream? A ream of paper. That's the one. So you have reams of paper, like printer paper. And we would just keep it in a place nearby. I, this is, I do not recommend this, by the way. I, we trained our children to use that paper and not like in notebook paper. And I wish that if I could go back in time, I would have been like, here's your art book. It's got like the rings and stuff. But now what they do is if I give them one of those, they tear the pages out so that they can draw. Oh, no. <laughs> so big recommendation for anyone who's bringing children up at a small level. Like do the ones where you can like maintain the art inside of a book. <laughs> Such Bring a dumb idea. On a small level. It sounds yeah, like yeah. it's like a startup business. Yeah. If you're an if you're angel a, investor, if you're, a, if you're a father startup. Let me tell you, you've got to start with binders. Fatherstartup.net. You got to buy it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But so within that, the, 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 the value there was to say like, if there's ever a moment where they want to express themselves creatively, I want there to be like as few barriers between them having an idea and getting it out. So um, I think that, those are kind of the two pieces for me is saying like if we can help them be able to be creative more fast, more fast, if quicker, <laughs> it's, it's almost, it's almost, it's late. Um, or he's had so a day. I've had a day. Had it's a, been a whole a day. day. I've had a day. Yeah. But so if I, if we have a place where they can quickly express themselves and, and, and enjoy that process, that's, that's one of it, one piece of it. And then the other piece is, um, Oh, learning about like what it is that they, how, how it is that they want to express themselves. And that changes, changes over time. Like how they've, how they do that now and how they did that when they were toddlers is, is very, very different. Um, but what about for you? Yeah, I think like, I guess I'm not quite to the phase of knowing exactly what my daughter likes, you know, yeah. I mean, I think she's still exploring that of what things do I want to do creatively? And that's, that's the phase that I've been in is 
kind of, I guess I'll say getting out of her way a little bit, but also like getting out of her way and getting into her world, I guess is what I would call that. Mm. So for example, she really likes playing with water and (laughs) she has um, like her bathroom is next to her room and it opens up. It's hard to explain, but like, I mean, you've seen it, Corey, but I'm trying to explain it for the audience. So like (laughs) the, if you have the door open, you can see in there from the living room. So it's not like we can't see her in there doing stuff, but she likes to play with water. So she's been like, sometimes she'll go to the sink and like fill it up with water a little bit and play in there. And your, your gut instinct as a parent is to feel like, let's not splash water all over the, (laughs) (laughs) but can we, can we just, can we, can we not? (laughs) Yeah. But I've been trying to just like let her, let her play and let her explore things. And obviously within safe confines, but just let her try stuff, even though I might be like, well, if you do that, it's gonna like not end well, (laughs) not in a bad way, but just like, yeah, it's not going to end the way you think it's going to end. Um, but just like, well, and I'll have to clean it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One or the other. Um, but just being more patient in that regard and like, not being too much, not be not being too constricting about. Okay, you can't do this and can't do that and you can't do this. Mm. You can't do this other thing, and trying to be a little bit more like, okay, let's try this. Or even if it's something I don't want her to do, instead of just saying, "No, we're not going to do that," saying yeah. like, "Okay, so like talk through it. What would happen? What do you think is going to happen if you try this?" And sometimes she's like, "Oh, this." I'm like. Hey, if that did happen, like we just kind of walk through it a little bit, you know, and yeah. it takes takes patience that often like is hard to to muster up. Yeah, as a dad, you know that. Yeah, um, but I think it's worth that investment of like having her think about things critically, but also explore and like be a little bit more creative about what she's doing. Um, and then the other thing is like letting her. Um, just like try different stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like try different, um, and not, I don't mean like what I've been talking about. I mean like, uh, like paper, for example, paper, like she really likes to cut paper and of course she's little, she's a five. And so (laughs) a five year old with scissors, it's like, okay, let's like keep an eye on that. But being around for that and just like letting her, cut some things out. She actually made this entire scene the other day. She like made a person, she cut out the person, she made a background, she cut that out. She made like a house and cut that out. It was like the whole thing that she made with cutting paper. And and I don't think if I had like been overbearing about that, she would have actually made it. Um, And it was really cool. It was cool to see. And then when I say get in her world, there's times where like I just try to explore with her like literally last night I explored with her because we got home and she was pretending the house was this forest and we were in this forest and she has flashlights like one of her things that she loves to collect for whatever reason is flashlights so she (laughs) she had this flashlight of hers and she's going around the house and like all the light almost all the lights are off and uh, my wife's like getting ready for the night or something so we're walking around and we got this flashlight and she's like, this is the whatever cave in the the forest. And then 
we get we get close to Danae and um like the room she's in and she was like there's a bear in there (laughs) (laughs) and so i don't know we just played like we explored and it helps me too honestly like if you can relax enough for a little bit to actually sink into your kid's world yeah it's amazing for creativity well i mean there's there's such a huge reminder there that kids figure out their world through play and there you know her her saying like this is a forest or you know my girl's doing x y or z like in their play they're they're processing through stuff you know we i've there have been times where the girls have talked in as they're playing with their dolls or with as they're drawing stuff where i can see that there's real world stuff like from our lives that is happening in the lives of the of the toys or of the of the art or whatever and um and it helps kind of give a little bit of an insight into to how they're processing through it um and i think i think that's another piece for me as i'm as i've gotten older i think i've i try to look at things a little bit more logically than i used to i try to be more objective i try to not let my emotions win the day because I'm a very emotional person and it's very easy for me to just be like, oh, I got this bill and it's many thousands of dollars and I'm going to sit here and rage and cry and I'll break the chair or whatever. Or I could sit there and go, I think this is a mistake. Like I'm looking at all of the facts. I'm trying to like weigh, weigh my emotions that way while not shutting off my emotions, but you know, being anyways, but, but kids, like at least my kids are not, um, they don't think that way naturally. And so, you know, one of the pieces of that is saying, you know, I, I like what you had said of like asking questions about that or like entering in the world, entering in the world or asking and what you had said, it was asking like, what do you think would happen if, th- if you did this? Um, because kids don't know, like they don't know what's going to happen for the most part, you know, like, um, and I think that's part of the creative process is we say, what will happen if I do this? You know, what will, I mean, that's kind of a simplified version of it, you know, but part of learning through that is, you know, as a musician, I look and I go, what will happen if I play this chord? If I play, if I have my keyboard right here and I hit these notes, is it going to sound good? Will it not sound good? I'll try and play it. And that's, that's a natural part of creativity. Like, um, I mean, you're a designer. I mean, you've had plenty of files where it's like, many variations of a design until you get to the final one, but you had to go through all of those steps. You don't just sit down and go, ah, I have made the design. It is done, you know, or like. That's how it works for me. What are you talking about? Oh man. (laughs) I knew I was the only one. (laughs) Um, Or even like in editing, you know, with, with your creative writing or your newsletters and things, um, there's a whole editing process that you can skip, but maybe you'll miss, maybe you'll have missed something if you didn't, like if you didn't edit. Um, and I'm, so I'm trying to think through that in these cases. Um, it, it, it is, it has, it, it is, it can be hard for me to enter the world of play. Um, it's less difficult for me now. I think it depends on the season that I am. Um, when a, a few years ago I was in a pretty, a pretty dark season of my life, um, a really low season. And, Um, and my girls needed to process their life through play. And it was really, it was a challenge, you know, for me to go like, okay, I got to get down on the floor and 
play with Ariel and play with these Legos and, and draw this picture and follow along and do the, you know, one line by line or whatever. But when I'm being objective, I know that that's really important um, because one, it's a connection piece and I want to connect with my kids. Um, but there's also a, a piece of it where they're, they're just making sense of what happens if I do this, you know? Yeah. Um, do you ever find that I'm trying to think of the question, but as you, as you're trying to like, look at you, look at your kid and, and see her making all of the decisions that you wouldn't, um, how do you suppress the desire to correct that learning process? <laughs> or how do you deal with it? Because I know for, for me, I'm off, I'm often just like, don't do it that way. Cause you're good. Don't, don't, you're gonna waste your time. This is just gonna be a waste of time if you do it that way. Oh, oh, waste of time. Oh, oh look at that. You waste your time. You know, like I don't say that, but I want to say that because <laughs> yeah, I'm a, because yeah. I'm a jerk. But um, how do you deal with that when you're when you're looking? You're going like, oh, you, this could be better. Do it the right way. <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if I said every time I'm completely patient and never try to correct in the moment. But <laughs> we all would be. So there, are, there be. are times like that. Um, I guess a lot of times, you know me, Corey, I have that logic thing going on that's both annoying and sometimes helpful. <laughs> and yeah. I think in this case, it's kind of helpful because sometimes I think about, well, if I don't, if I don't step in on this and I, she learns a lesson, like that's more important than me just saying it. Yeah. Which I'm seeing a pattern with some of what we're talking about, which is that when we just say something, it's in one ear and out the other <laughs> Yeah, oftentimes it seems, doesn't it? <laughs> our, 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 other, our other episode about, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, it's forever ago. Helping, helping them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a good episode. Uh, we talked about helping our kids. <laughs> oh, oh, that was it. It was... <laughs> it was explaining something that you know to be true about them. Oh, when they don't want to believe. That's right. Yeah, helping when they your don't kids, want to believe it. Helping your kids believe something that's true about themselves when they don't want to believe that is true. Yeah, and yeah. so in that case too, we were talking about if you just say it, like it's true, and you're saying it, but they're less likely to listen. They're more likely to understand through something happening, yeah. which I think is true in this case too. Like with learning how things work in the world, they're much more like it's much more likely to stick if they try something there's yeah. obviously some things where they can't just try it like you don't want them to stick their hand in the oven <laughs> and try right. that yeah you know, i mean they have to just take your word for that sure. but <laughs> there's other like when things it comes, when it comes to like danger and things yeah yeah there's other things that it's like okay you you could try that it's not going to work the way you want but you're going to be yeah. fine and i i think it's just like in the moments where i am good at that i think it's that logical switch of, okay, this is actually going to be a lesson for them. Like she'll understand something she hasn't understood before. And also just like the other thought process of, is this actually going to result in an in injury or something really damaging? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if it's, even if it is a quote unquote injury, like if they're just gonna, I don't know, fall over because they're off balance, like, I don't want I don't want her to do that, but that's less severe than falling off of the the roof. Sticking or your hand in the oven, like your original <laughs> example. Yeah, yeah. So 
yeah. like measuring the degree to which this could go wrong. And yeah. then also like, yeah, that's my best answer. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, I try, Corey. It honestly makes me think about and dread in some ways the teenage years. And I mean, it's, it's coming up. Like it's going to be here in a couple of years for us. And at a certain point, hear your reviews. Oh, I am already, I'm already writing. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there are certain things I like, I think back to my, whatever I can think about or whatever I can remember from my childhood, which isn't very much. I remember much more about my teenage years. And I remember many times people told me things and they said, if you do this thing, this other thing will happen. If you do this, that will happen, right? If you do X, Y will happen. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I did the thing and guess what happened? The thing, the thing happened, you know? Um, and, but sometimes it didn't, sometimes it didn't, but um, many times it did. And it would depend on who that voice was. Um, but there was a, there was a piece of me as, as a human being, as an individual that I had to, I had to do, I had to do it. I had, that's how I had to learn it. You know, um, like when my, when my kids were smaller and they wanted to paint a rainbow, like you start by doing all of these, you know, the rainbow colors and then if you keep adding to that or you paint on top of it or you don't clean your brush, it just be kind of kind of becomes this like boggy, gross, nasty, muddled color. And then they go, oh, well, that's not the rainbow I wanted to paint. I'm like, well, why, do, why did that happen? You know, I, I think becoming, maybe all of this is like, I, I feel like I'm just trying to become a really good question asker. You know, I think that's maybe one of the big keys to helping your children be creatively successful, whatever that looks like is, and maybe that's just part of success in general. It's like asking good questions because um, if you, if I say, why do you think that happened? And they say, well, I think it happened because, you know, it was bad paper. I'm like, well, you know, there's this other paper over here and the last time you did it, you know, the rainbow looked really nice, but this one, it didn't. So what was the difference? Do you think? And, um, and I feel like I would have benefited from that a lot in my teenage years of people asking me, but it also requires that I would have been open to have a conversation about it and not just be like an aggressive janky teenager like I was. And, um, but I, I, I think that's so much of it is, is not even just like entering down into the world and like participating in it with them. It's participating in a way where it's like, here's the outcome of what you did. How do you think that those are connected? You know, and, and I'm saying it in a really like high level kind of, I'd probably say it in like much more age appropriate kind of a way. But, um, you know, one of, the, I mean, as an example, like our, our kids are, are like really bad at cleaning up after themselves. This is a thing that we're trying to work on. And, and so, you know, if they get frustrated, I'm like, well, why is there stuff everywhere? <laughs> why, why am I always asking you to clean? Well, there's stuff everywhere. Why is there stuff everywhere? Because when you played, you immediately went to the other thing without finishing up what you were doing and wrapping that up, you know, well, I was going to do it later. Well, it's later. It's three days later and there's stuff everywhere. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I, I think I need to, I think I need work on that. Like I need to work on how I ask those questions, but, um, and cause maybe their answers are wrong, but it's, it's getting those gears turning, you know, like it's, it's teaching them to ask those questions of themselves 
and and be open to whatever that answer is. I have absolutely no data on this. I just thought of this. this so is a, that's a great start. <laughs> there's probably research out there somewhere, but this makes me wonder if there's any correlation between approaching your kids with patience and questions and just trying to understand or help them understand things or process things. Is there any correlation between that and when they get to their teenage years, how rebellious they might be? Because if they were just constantly told, no, don't do that, but they weren't really like, they didn't experience it. They didn't try to, they didn't get to like figure things out on their own. My assumption would be when they're teenagers, it's like, well, uh, that they're more likely to be like, well, yeah, I'm going to try it anyway. Cause it's like <laughs> now they have some freedom yeah. to do this thing that they weren't, they didn't have that freedom when they were younger. Yeah. And so they're more likely to try a bunch of things that they shouldn't be because they've never been given that freedom. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I think the deeper piece of that though is what is the relationship between the child and the parent? You know, is, is it a, is it a commanding, domineering, you will do this, you will listen to everything that I say and I, my word is law versus building like trust. And this is a little bit, I, like I don't want to get too deep into the like, um, pr- like the principles of parenting because everyone has different perspectives on this. But I think something I, could, I can say pretty confidently as uh, something that will lead, like every successful parent-child relationship I've ever observed um, has a really healthy trust between the two where it's not like this domineering um there's still authority you know and, and i can look in different look different ways but um i think the like i would rather have my child trust me than to do the thing that i don't want them to do in a, in a sense you know like i would rather be able to have a, a relationship with them and say I don't, that's not, I don't think that's a good idea or that isn't a good idea. You need, you make your own decisions now that you're an adult or you're a teenager or whatever. Um, and so I feel like this is kind of the critical time now. Sometimes I think about, it, I'm like, oh, this is the time. And if I mess this up, I mess up their whole life. And I'm, ah, you know, um, I think about this all the time, Corey, all the time. <laughs> like you put them to like, bed and you're okay, like, oh no, I ruined it. <laughs> time doesn't go backwards. So yeah. I do if I don't do or don't do this, what happens? That's, but that's I feel like but that's, that's the worst part. Yeah. Honestly, well, you just don't know, and and you can only do your best, right? Like we can yeah. only because they're going to be their own people. At a certain point, we could build up all of this trust, and there could still be a piece where they go, "I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go live my life in this other way, or I'm gonna live my life in a different way than you had anticipated for me or wanted for me." And we have to be like, okay, we 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 raised you up to be this kind of a person. And so I like, what are the values that, like, are we instilling, like for us, it's like kindness. I, I really want my girls to be kind. Like it's one of the biggest pieces of, of values that I want to instill in them is to say like, no matter who the person is, we can be kind to them. doesn't mean we need to let people walk all over us, you know, and we, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be abused. Um, but kindness is such a huge, is, 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 is so critical to being a person, you know, um, and that's a huge value for us. So just as an example, we're straying, a, we're straying yeah. a little bit away from the subject at hand, but I think, I think the reason why we're talking about it is because 
I think the creative process for children stems out of allowing them the freedom to think for themselves, you know, not just to put their, like, imagine if they went to go paint something and then you held their hand and painted the picture for them, you know, like that doesn't accomplish anything. All it teaches is if they want to make a nice picture, you have to be there. Like they don't get to have those mistakes. Um, they don't get to have their own autonomy with creativity or, or anything, anything like that. And they need to have those wins and the losses, if you want to call them that, or mistakes or failures, if you want to call it that. Like I feel like it's a l- lessons, but they have to have that because that's part of real life. You know, that's what we're doing is we're prepping them for real life to think through these things. Yeah, I think I think the reason we strayed off a little bit into the their traits and qualities yeah, yeah. is that we are kind of talking about a trait or quality. And I think it matters more, in my opinion. I mean, I say more because I think both of them matter, but it matters more about why they're doing things than what they're doing. Hmm. Like the person that they are, not the actions that they're taking in the moment. Yeah. So if I if I know that Adelie's kind normally, like I've instilled kindness in her, she's not being kind in the moment. Yes, I need to instruct her on that, but like it matters more to me that I know she's inherently normally very yeah. kind. Yeah. And same thing with creativity. Like I would rather know that she's like building up that creative muscle right? To, to become a creative person. And maybe she makes mistakes along the way. Maybe I have to repaint the wall in the bathroom or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Something happens along the way. Right. But I would rather, um, you know, if I caught that ahead of time, I would stop it. Maybe she still gets in trouble for it because it's something she knows she shouldn't do. Whatever. Like there's all these other things, but the point is I would rather do that. I would rather take that risk of something going wrong as in she might get in trouble for something or she might like push the bounds too much then to not ever let her push them at all. Yeah. But that's such a, a, I just feel like that's a microphone drop. We should just end it right there. That's so good. (laughs) That's so good. That's, I don't know that I have anything to add to that because it's because, because you can handle, Oh, there goes my bright light again. You can handle an inconvenience of your life, you know, like hole in the wall, broken glass, you know, a, a whatever, like we can handle those things, you know, our, like as an example, um, I, the girls, one of them stepped on an iPad uh, a few months ago. We didn't know who it was. It was like on the floor under, and, they, and so, and it's, you know, iPads are not cheap. They're, they're quite expensive. And it was, and I was very frustrated about it. But when I saw it, I I took to heart that this is a thing and they are people and there's something in this moment. And they were very worried. They were like, oh no, dad's going to get like really upset and because we broke his thing and our, you know he's going to lose all of his money. And I was just like, well, so it is cracked. We don't know who did it and it doesn't really matter. But what we do know is that it was cracked, it was lying on the floor, and it was probably covered by a lot of stuff. So what can we learn by this? Well, we probably need to clean our room more. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good lesson. <laughs> I don't know that they've really locked that in yet, <laughs> cleaning their room. Um, yeah. But 
but that is a thing for me that I, I, we have to make those decisions and, and this takes practice because as parents, we're not, I don't think anybody is intrinsically patient. And even if they think they are, then they have a kid and realize, oh no, <laughs> <You Yes. know? laughs> oh no, everything I thought about, we'll talk about this in a future episode of all the ways we thought we were great people up until we had kids. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, oh no. Um but yeah, the it's it's a it's a conscious decision to say. And it's and it's a challenge, you know, because it's like, well, what if it's like a really important thing, a really special thing? Is it still it's still a thing and it's still something we can learn from. And maybe I don't just go like, oh, it's fine, it's just a whatever iPad. You know, I didn't want to deal with it that way. So I was like, this is it is expensive. Or it does cost money. I don't know if I said it was expensive. It does cost a, a good amount of money. And it wasn't yours. It was mine. And we were letting you use it to listen to your stories on it or whatever. Um, But it's more important to me in this moment that you know that I love you and that this is replaceable. You know, how like I'm not going to replace it, but it is replaceable. Um, And there's a lesson that we can learn from this is, is treating other people's things with respect and treating our rooms with respect and you know whatever so um and i wish i could say i do that every time you know i wish i could say that i was that reasonable every single time they yeah they they stepped on 100 ipads it's crazy <laughs> but but the um yeah i i think that i think there's there's such a huge wisdom there of like allowing them to like they're going to walk all over your stuff and all over your life, you know, like what yeah. is going to be with the re- the response to that is going to be that one of the defining aspects of who they become, I think. Yeah. I've even found like there is something within your kids that, I mean, you were even mentioning this with the iPad, like they knew it wasn't good. Right. Like they knew, that, yeah. they knew that was bad. Like, and so in some ways approaching it with patience and yes, I like, I'm on your page. I don't always approach things with patience, but when I do I'm very happy about the result, but there's <laughs> been times where I've, I've asked, I've asked Adley not to do something right. And she does it anyway at some point. And the times where I've not just been like, you know, go sit in the corner and time out, like, uh, <laughs> and just like told her to like, she's in trouble instantly and gotten upset the times that I've actually said like, okay, like, did you do that? You know? And like make her confess to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then why did you do that? Didn't, didn't we ask you not to like go through questions with her? Like yeah. we've been talking about those times I've noticed she like kind of punishes herself. Right. <laughs> like she gets really yeah. upset. She starts crying. She's like, I don't know. I didn't mean to like, so there is something there, I think, of like having that patience, talking through the with them, and not just like you got in trouble. You knew you were going to get in trouble, but like, there's something about a parent being patient through something that gives you more guilt. Like I remember in my own teenage years, or something, when something would happen, like if they didn't get upset with me and like ground me or something, I was like, I "Something's I wrong." Felt terrible. <laughs> like what? at any moment they're going to jump out from behind the couch and tell me I'm grounded. You know, like there's just this, <laughs> yeah. it's almost more of a punishment in some ways. Mm. Yeah. I, um, we're coming up to the end of our time. You're at 40 minutes. 
And I want to respect you, respect your time and also my sleepliness. Um, but I think sleepliness. I think the takeaway that I'm getting here, if I could narrow it all down, is is part of helping our kids be creative is just letting them run free within some constraints, you know, and and asking them questions about what that process is and why did it turn out this way? Why did you why do you think how do you feel about this? You know, do you think you could do it better? Do you think you did it a little worse? Do you think you've gotten better over the years? Um what's the story happening with this? Um whether it's an art piece or a creative theater like why why what, hey so remember we were playing in a forest earlier? Why why did we play in a what was a forest? What was the name of the forest? Why why were we in the forest? I don't know. Okay, you know. But um, yeah, that's you know, the answer. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, and ma- and that's fine. But okay. at least you made them think about it, right? Like yeah, at least- yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> and and maybe that's just it. There's the building blocks of of not just doing things, but doing things intentionally, um, and then also allowing there to be room for failure, and not not just handing them success, um, and just being like, you know, sometimes they trap me and they go like, Dad, how do you what do you think about this? Do you think this is good? Do you think it's great? I'm just like, well, what do you what do you think about it? They're like, Dad, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> they always know. <laughs> there have been times where Rylan will come to me and she goes, Dad, I'm gonna ask you a question and you can't say what do I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be like, Do you think this is good? Do you like it? I'm like, Do you think that you like it? <laughs> <laughs> but they've learned uh, your tricks. Yeah, they they're they're too smart. But yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a good show, Corey. I like the show. Makes me makes yeah. me think about it. I like these conversations because I don't know, I, I have to kind of come up with thoughts on the fly. And when I do that, when it, things aren't as prepared, I blather on a little bit more, but I think I kind of get into it a little bit deeper and I think that this was Yeah, it makes me it makes I, it, it makes me want to go talk with Christiana and be like, "Hey, this is what we talked about. What what would you say?" You know, what would what do you think about this? So yeah, probably going to do that. Same here. Well, good well, show to Christiana. I'm going to go well, talk sure, to yeah, my yeah, wife. Yeah, I, that's fine. <laughs> you, I, you can call Christiana. I don't care. <laughs> well, good show, Kyle. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening, thanks so much for watching. If you're watching, um, Kyle, where can people go uh, to find you if they want to talk to you and say hello on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at it's Kyle Adams. That's I T S Kyle Adams or at creatorglue.com. What about you, Corey? You can find me on our website, dadmade.co. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter there and you can get some, uh, we've, I, I can say what you're going to get, but I don't actually know yet. But the main thing is going to be, you'll know when episodes go out uh, before anybody else, you'll probably get some exclusive clips or some exclusive behind the scenes stuff as we go. And um, yeah, but I think that that'll be, but that's where you can find me. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can reply, and I'll and I'll and I'll see your email, and maybe we can maybe we can chat. It'll be good. Uh, but other than that, I think that's it. Good right. show. Good show. Bye. Bye.